0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Security Ledger podcast. I'm your host, Paul Roberts, editor at the Security Ledger. The Black Hat and DEF CON computer hacking conferences that wrapped up last week in Las Vegas are an opportunity to bring some of the world's top experts in computer security together in one place. They've become a showcase for cutting-edge security research one lesser-known function of the conferences, though, is for hiring. Many companies, as well as the U.S. government, intelligence agencies, and more, go to Black Hat and DEF CON with the express purpose of finding good security talent and hiring it. We sat down with Chris Weisopel, Christian Ryu, and Chris Ang of Vericode to talk about the challenges of finding and hiring Good security folks, what it takes to make a hacker happy within your organization, and what to watch out for.
1: Hi, I'm Chris Ng, I'm Vice President of Research at Vericode. I'm
2: Chris Weisopel, uh, CTO and co founder at Vericode.
3: I'm Chris Ryu, Chief Scientist
2: and co founder at Vericode. <laughs> the three
0: Chris's. Yeah. I worked at a company once where everyone was named Mike.
1: Yeah. yeah. we got to get like, a lot of Mike's. Yeah,
0: you get Mike's and Chris's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Chris's were 10% at one point we're there. we're getting there's more Bobs now. yeah oh is that right yeah. the Daves are overtaking Bobs and Daves Bobs too. and Daves
0: yeah so we're here at Black Hat um, Black Hat is very quickly becoming a, a huge industry show after spending you know a decade and a half as a smaller technical show um, Chris I know that you just gave a, a presentation at the B-Sides on yeah. um, going from hacker to manager that's right it's tricky uh, when
3: you have Companies in the security industry because they're generally filled with really creative people, yeah. and uh, you know, understanding and defining success in a security company, uh, you know, is probably pretty different from personal success versus business success. Yes, so getting them to understand how to bridge that and, and, and how managers can help achieve both goals that's really important. Yeah, I mean, Black Hat, among other things, is a
0: huge hiring opportunity for pretty much every company who comes here, one of the things that you're looking for is talent. Mm-hmm. But as you guys know, often the skills that make you a really talented reverse engineer or, mm-hmm. or, or programmer don't necessarily always correlate to making you a great company person.
1: Sure. You I know? was having a conversation with, with somebody uh, the other day about that, actually, who she was recruiting heavily here. And we were just talking about the profile that we're looking for. Yes. And, and you know, I said I don't, I don't like looking for rock stars. And she just said the same thing. I like, can't stand that. Yes. And I kind of related how the last three or four people that I hired have been just solid individuals, and they are not you know high profile you know out there people, but they come from like development <laughs> background, so they understand kind of that world, where right. they kind of got into yeah. security through mm-hmm. that, and so they've got a good perspective, and then have had people people with experience in static analysis, which they typically would have to ramp up to at Veracode, um, and, they, and they can come in with those three skill sets uh, and be just very strong, quick contributors. Yeah. So, you know, in a sense, those sorts of people come here, but a lot of times they fly under the radar, and you can find a lot of diamonds in the rough right. if you look for that sort of profile.
0: It seems like of our generation of folks who are in this field, right? Met often it started as a, as a hobby or just a, an interest, an innate interest in taking stuff apart, figuring how it works, breaking it. Is that still true by and large or is it becoming kind of more, more pre-professional? So, well, I just want to be a you know, cybersecurity person because that's where the jobs are.
2: No, it's definitely getting more professional. I mean, yeah. people are going to school for it. Um, people have a sort of a more formal career path right. um, to getting to this. But that said, people that you know also sort of do it as a hobby. Also, like they have their own little research project they're doing outside of outside of work, um, and they're working on things that aren't directly applicable to work. Right. Um, those people tend to have. A, a broader mindset about the problem so like we always look for that when we're, we're hiring people and you know we, we also like to give time for people mm. to do that like if you look at some of the people on our research team they're really hardcore you know developers they understand security but they also like are playing around with like software defined radio right. or car hacking Right. and at home which isn't like directly in our line of business at right. all. Right? right. it's not going to help us make more money Right. but it, it helps them you know, stay engaged with the community and, and and broadens their their thinking. And it's it's a great attribute to have.
0: So you're looking not only for technical uh, expertise, but
2: also people who have a innate just sort of it's innate a passion, a mindset, right. Right. And, so, and that that helps getting someone who yeah. has both that and and, and and just the tech and the technical ability, the core yeah. skills. Yeah, you you know, when, really, when
3: when I'm interviewing people, if they start playing with my lock picks on my desk, and I've got
1: something, <laughs> I'm interested in that person already. No, it's an intellectual curiosity yeah' is really what definitely. You're looking for on top of the, the core skills motivation yeah. and uh whenever somebody is just like really really into something, whatever the something is right that's usually a good sign yeah because it just shows a drive and a and an ambition and just a ability to or a desire to just you know immerse yourself in something right and that's what you want and yet I mean,
0: as we've seen, you know there was a case up in Canada right um that that often the the types of things that you were able to do maybe in the 90s, right, just out of interest, these things are a lot more fraught, right? So, you know, there, there is – there's always concern – Not necessarily if you tinker with something, but if you tinker with something and then blog about it, right? Embarrass someone
3: somehow through your work, (laughs) or embarrass a company through
0: your work, right? That there are going to be repercussions. Um, And uh, you know, obviously, but there's there's the weave case as well, which is a little bit different, but certainly touches on some of the same issues.
2: Well, part of it, I think, is maturity too. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we found that over time, like our research team has actually gotten gotten older. Um, people have more experience they're, m- they're more mature the way they think about their job as part of their life right. um, and we, we've turned we've found that they're, they tend to be better employees yeah yeah so sort of getting that
0: you know, Adolescent, yeah. Like, yeah not that we, we wouldn't experience. hire someone fresh
2: out of college if yeah. they were brilliant and everything else lined up. Yeah. We certainly, you know, we would definitely consider those yeah. people. But just, just as what's been working for us seems to be, you know, people who, you know, got ten years under their belt. Right. It's kind of
1: like everything else. You, you start out or you come out of school or as you're younger age, you come out with a more black and white perspective it's, on the world, whether it's you know security related topics or politics or anything. And then as you get older and, and you start to see different things and Know, practicality and you know enters into the mix. You know you start to see the gray areas a lot more, and you can see both sides of the argument. Whereas before you're maybe coming in very very much on one side or the other. Yeah. So it's a it's a maturity.
0: Yeah. I know, Chris. We've talked about some of the problems of the way computer science is taught at the undergraduate level. Mm-hmm. That there isn't really enough focus on. Um, security, both in design and also testing, and so on. Right. Um, do you? Is I mean, is that something that you guys encounter when you're talking to young, you know, the the applicants who are just out of school who might have a CS degree, but where security is not a strong domain area for them?
2: Yeah. So we, we definitely have to train them to yeah. do that. We we have we have job entry level jobs where we definitely hire CSs right out of school. Right. And. Um, we we basically have to train them in application security. These are the kind of things you look for. I don't I don't know a school that is doing training in application security. To be honest, I think a lot of the master's programs train you in CISP type right. thinking, right. Um, more you know policy type right. and, and controls and risk management, right. and and much less hands-on practical stuff. Right. Yeah.
3: right. I, I think it mirrors the fact that software engineering is also not taught in school. You learn your computer science, but then the reality of how software is made, the actual process by which you go from an idea to an implementation to testing to a release cycle and all of that, is is not something that people learn until they have to. And uh, security um, and the, the, the process of... Uh, you know, research in a security company and the flow of information and the concepts of taking an idea and formalizing them and making them accessible to the rest of the company. That IP flow is not unlike learning like learning software development.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and we've got you know um, uh, we've got and so I mean in some ways. Companies like Vericode, right, are on the hook to impart all that
3: information to and, people. And right? on top of that, we have a lot of our own IP that you're just never going to learn in school, period, yeah. because it's been invented here. Right. And, you know, we need to, you know, we've had to get good at training people and getting them up to speed faster and faster over time. You can't hire somebody that you need now and have them ready in six months. Yeah. It just has to be faster than that.
1: You
0: know, it's interesting because you hear um, you hear people like General Alexander this morning come and say, you know, you guys are the elite. You know, you're the people we need. You're, you know, you are the leaders. Um, and yet, and I, I say this noting that, you know, DEFCON's about to start, that there's once again a, a DEFCON kids uh, uh, conference that's going on simultaneously. But that, it seems like that. Th- thinking doesn't really translate down into, well, how do we, you know, what are we doing to grow? You know, we need more of the people, types of people in this room. What are we doing to grow the number of those people in the next generation? You know, like if you look down at the K to 12 level about, you know, teaching the skills that you need to work at a company like Baracode or, you know, uh, become yep. a programmer, forget about a security yeah. person. Yeah, you
3: know, I've- I've seen more and more articles about um, people learning to program earlier yeah. earlier on. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the next generation's, you know, reading, writing, yes. arithmetic, right. and and
1: coding. You yes. know what I
3: mean it just seems like the interaction with the machine and the learning, the structural thinking, it's so valuable to get it as early as possible. Yeah. So you know, right. that said, you know, also you know, uh, more and more um, people are becoming aware of security. I've noticed that it's changed our business that we don't have to explain things as much because things like identity theft happened to grandma these days? Yes. You know what I mean, everybody has been hacked at some point. Their credit card stolen or something, or at least know someone that has been. Um, you know, so as security becomes something that people become more aware of in general, just as a society, I think uh, that sort of bolsters the work we do, and um, you know, gives us uh, a even stronger sense of purpose.
0: Okay. Final thoughts. Barnaby B. Jack's passing obviously a huge, huge yeah. loss for the community Absolutely. and for this huge. show in particular. He was uh, huge. He always
2: had uh, you know the thing that everyone wanted to come and see. Yeah. You know, he had a knack for like doing stuff that could you know show how vulnerabilities were interesting to the average person. Yeah. You know, and it
0: translated.
1: Really it translated to the mainstream. He was
0: sort of a showman, in, in addition to being a really you know. One we'll of the best researchers, researchers out there. Yep. Yep. He was
1: very good at, at getting the message out to yeah. people. But you know, I think you know above all that is just like he was the most um, you know kind and generous or, or uh, genuine person yeah. um, that I think a lot of us knew in the industry. I, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about yeah. him. Always yeah. just very welcoming and yeah. you know I think uh, it's a to very, your point about
0: rock stars. He was a rock star. He was a rock star, but Very, very but
3: self-effacing. He did not the act. Like, didn't act guy. like it. Yeah. yeah. Of yeah. all of all the people that I know that. I've had the temptation or the opportunity, you know, he's always been a gentleman about it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so. a huge loss for the industry. It is. It
0: is. Hey Chris, Chris Chris Chris, thank you so much for <laughs> for taking the time to talk with Security Ledger. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been great to know you guys are
2: busy. Welcome. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right.